0: hello and welcome to rise to the top this podcast series has been made by young adults who come together discuss and talk about their thoughts and their experiences growing up as hispanics in their community thank you for listening
1: Hello, welcome everybody, listeners, team, uh, my fellow co-hosts. Here, um, we're gathered today to tell you a little bit about who we are, tell you about Rice BTX, our movement. But most importantly, we want to provide a safe space for everyone, uh, young adults, or uh, whether it be adults or people who are young adults at heart, or just anyone really. Um, we hope through this podcast that you're able to feel heard, seen, valued, and inspired to continue living within your own skin and just be confident and comfortable with where you're at, your own language, your community, wh- whoever's around you, or. Just anywhere you're, wherever you're listening from. I'll start off with introducing myself. Um, My name is Luis Camacho. I'm 17 years old. I was born and raised in Brownsville, Texas. I joined this podcast and this movement really because my mom uh, immigrated to the United States when she was an adult and she... She had been in the United States before that with her family and she moved from Washington to Florida. She was basically from coast to coast, uh, top to toe from the United States. She was all over the place. And she kind of learned a lot of culture and she stayed in Brownsville, Texas for a reason and I wanted to discover those reasons and just follow that, my, my like I follow this little motto of greatness from small beginnings and that's I feel like this movement is really geared around that so that's why I decided to be part of this movement. And up next we have
2: okay hi guys my name is Daniela Salas I am 18 years old I was born and raised in Brownsville Texas and I am a high school senior on the brink of her graduation as most of us are and we are excited to go into this world with um, a profound love for our community which is kind of why I joined this um, organization why I'm a part of RISE because I wanna leave people like my classmates that are, um, can't really play a big part in this organization and like my parents and the rest of my community with some sort of representation and more to be able to advocate more for them and leave a positive impact on my community and have that positive, that more positive stereotype left for my community.
3: My name is Julieta Torres and I am 18 years old. I was proudly born and raised here in Brownsville, Texas. And well, to begin with, um, basically the whole concept of RISE is what really drew me into being a part of the whole organization. But what really stands out to me is that I've always heard and seen a lot of people around me say that everything good is outside of Brownsville. And I really want to bring light to that because I think everything that is good can also be found within the city and within our community as well. So I just really want to work on that.
1: Thank you.
4: Oh, that was really beautiful. Thank you. All right. Um, well, hi. My name is Valeria Navarro. I was born and raised in Roswell, Texas. Um, I'm 18, and I am also a senior, about to graduate. And I decided to be part of this amazing organization because I wanted to bring into light some problems that we may be facing here in our community, as well as our celebrations and our culture that, ha- that needs
5: to be more heard about here around Texas. Thank you. Um, Hi, my name is Ashley Hernandez. I was also born and raised in Brownsville, Texas. And to add on to what Valeria was saying, um, I really joined this organization to help and empower our city and make our own people realize that we can do and be more than what we are portrayed to be able to do.
6: Thank you, Ashley. Uh, Hello, everyone. My name is Pedro Garcia. I'm 18 years old. Uh, I was born and raised in Heroica, Matamoros, and I moved over here to the U.S. when I was 12. And the whole reason why I wanted to join RISE was to connect to the people who were like me that were born in Mexico, and then in their early years or teenager or adulthood, they crossed over here to the United States.
7: Hello my name is Alondra Hernandez um, and a little bit about me is that I am 17 years old and I was born and raised here in Brownsville, Texas. I will also be going off into college soon and I'm very excited to be part of this podcast and RISE because I get to share more about my culture and perspectives while also hearing from others and understanding their insights to our culture or any different perspectives they may have and I hope you enjoy listening to our podcast.
1: I'm really hyped to go on this journey with all of you, because I know all of us have a lot to say, especially about the topics, like certain topics we're really interested about. So I'm glad that we're going to finally have an opportunity to be a part of all of this. Now, before we segue into our next topic, we have Ashley, who is going to read us a short poem.
5: So this poem, it is from the author Queen Majida. It is titled Our Glorious Past. When we walked this earth with such glory, such dignity, we were in our own land. And we were kings and queens, princes and princesses. We held our head, we held our heads high. We were noble of royal nation. Ours was a land civilized, so civilized we ruled with each other and not over each other. We wrote our own story and told our own stories. It was as if we lived it. We gave civilization to this world. We gave art science, and literature too. We celebrate our glorious past.
1: Now we want to uh, dive into our first topic, which is specifically about RISE, which is our movement. I want to establish and explain to everyone what RISE BTX is and how we started and where we are going to go with this movement.
3: Okay, so to begin, um, the idea kind of began around last year. Um, and it was when our English teacher was teaching us about the elements of fiction using children's literature. And in this conversation with our peers, it was very clear that there was a lack of representation in the works of literature that we were familiar with, or even in the most popular books read by the majority. The lack of minority representation in these books was very obvious. So unfortunately, the books that we even picked up as children also lack that diversity and representation But because we don't think about these things, it was very easy for us to overlook. And I will say, though, that I often wonder how it impacts young children to read books but never see their culture in books, um, never even see the people that they like, or never even read the language that is primarily spoken at home, I'm sorry. Um, And how do those things even shape the way that we see ourselves, our surroundings, and how we even see others? And I think that it can impact the it can impact us as a whole, as a community, and as a society to further expand that. And it also deserves its own topic to talk about. Definitely. Yep. I remember going to the library
5: as a kid a lot. My yeah, mom would take me a true. lot. And I do not remember one single time where I
3: picked up a Spanish book. I remember when I first came to school here, I didn't know any English. And they like would make me read this like paper books to catch up on my English reading because I was so behind and then well like I had to take like separate classes too to learn English and it was just so bad
4: and I remember like the only book I remember that had somewhat our culture is about this Little girl who's trying to save money for a red couch for mm-hmm. her mom because she worked so much oh, in in like a restaurant, mm-hmm. and I love that book so much. I loved it so much, but I think it was because it had some elements of our culture in there, and I was like, I think there is a big impact that s- such a little book can do to a child.
1: For sure,
6: for
7: yeah. sure. I think it's because when we're little, we don't really tend to look at those things but when we were reading like children's literature in class I couldn't help but think of my little brother he's six years old and he's in first grade and like since there's not that representation I knew that he would also grow up with that that he wouldn't have that representation in books so I think it's also very important that we try to spread that message and hopefully little kids won't have to see what we saw when we were little yeah because when
1: when you get older you kind of you you realize the impact a lot more because it's just more prominent to you
3: Mm hmm I, I I am going to say though that I think this is where it all kind of be- began or where where it begins because um, I guess it's that desire that we want to see ourselves or our people, our community in these pages of these books that we read and that we also love. Like Valeria was mentioning that book of the girl trying to buy the red couch. And I guess it's the desire to see these issues that we personally experience as Latinos that it's one of the things that we want. <music> And adding on to what Julieta shared um a lot of times it's easy
2: to separate the life we want with the life we live at, at home or when we're with our friends at school or maybe even in college because since we aren't used to seeing our people in particular places or settings or in particular roles. like um I was kind of surprised to see someone so closely related to the RGV be a stunt double for the
1: Oh, for Doctor Strange. For Doctor yeah, Strange. That, she I was well.
2: from McAllen. We really? really? yeah. heard about that. Yeah, oh, God, so cool. I didn't know that. The stunt double <laughs> so for American Traverse. real? Yeah, She yeah. really? was, <gasps> really? she's from McAllen. Wow. Yeah. wow. Which is really cool. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. So, without wanting to, we start, we start to program our minds to yeah. maybe not expect particular things from Hispanic people, but to for sure at least not be surprised if we don't see ourselves the way we see others represented, either on television or in office, or like we said, in certain roles.
1: You guys talked about, like, stereotypes and prejudices, or, like, all these experiences that we went through, and I kind of wanted to establish what stereotypes and prejudices are and what they look like or sound like. So, basically, a stereotype can just be, like, a widely accepted uh, idea of a group, or, like, literally anything. It could be, like a group of animals, a group of people, communities, anything. So like for some examples are like saying that all women are bad drivers or saying that men don't ever ask for directions. Stuff like saying that older people don't know how to use technology. And the prejudice which kind of goes like hand in hand with stereotypes sometimes and even sometimes it's confused with stereotypes is uh, an assumption or an opinion about someone simply based on that person's membership to a particular group. For example, people can be prejudiced against someone else of a different ethnicity, gender, or religion. So, like when they group you in with a group,
2: or that maybe because we're dark-skinned, we're so we're the ones that work outside because oh look, she's dark, so she's yeah. probably or outside like, so uh, much. Where do the you lady come who from? like
7: the lady who was like um when they're talking about something about Trump and immigrants, and she's like, how can we kick all Mexicans out? Who's gonna clean your toilet?
5: She's, it, was,
1: it was on the show, wasn't it? She was, yeah, it was like
4: on the She's the daughter of
1: uh, Sharon
4: Osbourne. I think it, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, have not she, seen it, but... Yeah, she was like... If, no, but if you're going well, to kick gonna, everybody out, yeah. If who's going gonna,
5: gonna who's who's gonna to gonna clean, clean your toilets, toilets Trump, President Trump? Trump. Yeah. And then they're like, ooh. You're it like, no, like,
2: I
4: didn't mean it that way. And it's like. Yeah, mm, so I mean, even
2: as much as people try to defend like the situation with immigrants and all that, you're still going to have those stereotypes in the back of your mind because that's what people have been pushing on to our community, to our people saying, oh, they clean, they cook, they're the ones taking care of the house. They didn't do anything other than that
1: yeah and it's easy to say like like for example that example you talked about it's easy for people to say like oh i didn't mean like that but like to begin with you can't really like talk on that if you're not the one experiencing that so like Mm -hmm. like you don't know the positions people put themselves through just to make a living so like like yeah some people clean toilets but like that's that's what they need to do to survive or live so like it's easy for, especially celebrities or like people of higher statures or like positions in life, it's easier for people to talk about experiences that they aren't in and then say, like, oh, I didn't mean it that way. Like, well, to begin with, it's kind of ignorant for people to speak on positions that they're not personally in. Exactly. So that's, that's a good example of a, of a prejudice. So now that we have that settled, let's continue to our next topic.
7: Right, so I think that us as Hispanics or Latinos have fallen victims and I really hate using the word victim because what we want RICE to do is shift that narrative and the perspective that we are not weak or not capable but we have definitely fallen into this frame of mind or views or expectations that us and others think of the Latino community that do not necessarily reflect the strengths and values of who we
5: truly are. I firmly believe that we are a strong group of people that our culture is rich and beautiful. Right, I totally agree with that. That's where I go back to, like, what attracted me to join this organization was, like, the ability to be able to empower our city more. (laughs) So, to put it bluntly, we are much more than criminals, illegals, maids. Our large families shouldn't be amusing, but admired. We aren't just machismo and marianismo. The women in our families are not just submissive and meek. And the same thing for men. Like, the men in our families aren't just these unemotional beings who come in and out of the house only being machistas. I can definitely say that on my own part. My dad, he is not machista. And I know it is very common in uh, Hispanic households, but it's not common in mine. We are not a group of people to be... Made fun of. Made fun of, of. exactly. Like, we should be taken seriously. We are people. We're not something to laugh at exactly yeah. there's m- much more to us than just yeah. jokes Yeah. Exactly.
2: like because you want to stereotype us as workers we're hard workers and we should be appreciated for the stuff that we're doing for exactly like everyone the,
7: and ourselves like the memes like a lot of them make fun of the way that our parents or our grandparents talk english mm-hmm. even though oh, yeah. they're putting in that effort to learn the language and people are always making fun of the way that we speak. English like I don't know like if you want to say Walmart they're like Walmart and it's like Mm -hmm. you know what they mean why make fun of the way that they're saying it it doesn't make sense
1: yeah and uh, I know there's like other things out there like a bunch of like there's even hashtags of things like Latina moms be like or stuff like that where like people just like uh, talk about like their parents and like they say like oh this is what all Latina moms are like well like it's not true like maybe that's how your mom acts or can act sometimes but maybe it's not her fault and the way she was raised or the way she Mm -hmm. feels she's doing her job the best so like there's just other, there's hundreds of things out there that are just made to uh, kind of just take our identity and make it something to laugh about.
4: Yeah, and I feel like a lot of our parents who have immigrated have gone through like trauma themselves. And then you're adding on to it by making each other like them jokes. like, mm-hmm. And I think that's what RISE is all about. It's like showcasing all the strengths in our culture in our language, in our community, and RISE's aim to create a generation of people who have pride in every aspect of their life, as flawed as it is. RISE wants people that leave for college and come back. RISE wants you not to feel any hesitation when others ask you where you are from. And RISE wants to highlight the beauty of our language and defy any misconceptions that may exist, like something that is known but not talked about enough. People think that because we speak Spanish, we don't belong here, we aren't as smart, and speaking Spanish is a deficit, which is one of the things we have on our church that we are selling, actually. Which we are all wearing in yep. support <laughs> of our organization. Yep, right.
0: yep.
5: Talking about that, um, that Rice wants you to not feel any hesitation when like, other people are asking you where you are from. I feel like that's something that we're all going to carry to college with us. Mm-hmm. Because I know that most, some of us are going out of state. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know I will definitely be me proud too. to say that I am from Brownsville, Texas. Yeah. yeah you carry
7: definitely, that you. yeah. I remember I texted Miss Lada actually, and I talked about when people would ask me, because I'm going out of state, and when people would ask me, where are you from? And telling them that I'm from Brownsville, people wouldn't know where that is. Exactly. And I had kind of just settled on the idea of, oh, I'm from South Texas, or even my name. I was like, I don't like saying it, but I was embarrassed of my name because every time I've gone north, people don't know how to spell it. They ask me to pronounce it a bunch of times, and it's embarrassing for me because I don't see other people struggle with that as much, mm-hmm. but I've realized that it's not something I should be ashamed of, but rather, I've realized that it's something that identifies me and my culture, so I know that when I go up, I'm going to tell people, like I'm from Brunswick, Texas, and my name is Alondra, and it's not something that I have to be ashamed of just because other people don't know about it.
5: Definitely, yeah. power, more power to you, Literally.
6: And, I mean, yeah, that's the whole point of RISE, what we're doing. We just want to make each of us and, I mean, all of our listeners to feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and feel comfortable who they are, where they're coming from, and have pride in who they are, Yeah. to not feel ashamed. Empowerment. Yeah, to not feel ashamed where they're from and stuff like that. And uh, the idea of this is that there's always this misconception that if your parents did not graduate from high school, or go to college, or any s- that sort of degrees, that they usually people belittle them, that they see that they're less, and yeah. not just them, but their families as a whole. And people usually, like they start to look down on you, because they see that education is like lacking in mm-hmm. a way. And Rice is definitely going to highlight the potential of our youth with regards to education
5: being aware of what Latinos are up against just being aware of the ways we are disadvantaged in different settings or just being aware of how many other of how others perceive us is at the heart of everything Rice wants to do
1: Yeah these are some great points and I really like knowing that there's room to grow to and to get better and to see our community prosper. Like all these little areas that we talked about, it's like this areas that we can expand on and in the future it's gonna be things that we won't even have to worry about hopefully. But uh, now that we shared a little bit about what is going on at the Core of RISE, I want to share what we plan to do. Well, what
2: we wanna do with this organization and one of those things would be that we want to do, what we wanna do is create spaces and opportunities to show and spotlight the talent of the Hispanic people, people here in Brownsville and Hispanic people everywhere because we're not just in Brownsville. We're not in one place. We're all over the world, accomplishing stuff all over the world. We want to see what you can do. We want to see your potential. We want to showcase you and we want you to be proud of the stuff that you put out there because at the end of the day, it is yours. It is part of your identity. And yes, we just want to show that. Mm. We want to support you and we want everyone to see what you're capable of.
7: And something else we want to do is make art galleries to display our work we want to be part of community events help volunteer in the community and we want to participate in any event that is going on in the area and we want others to also be aware of all the fun things that are happening in our community so that everyone can have some part in our place our people and what we do and we want to make others aware of what is going on so you can feel included and you are more willing to participate in these activities and understand a little more about our culture
0: as well <laughs> One thing I want to add is that these events um, that are happening in our community that we don't hear about um, are possibly maybe not um, common to even our our parents. Like for us, yeah, we can go to this event that the city is hosting, but what about mom? What about dad? What about grandma? Mm
3: -hmm. Right?
0: So we Mm want to be a part of these events in the the city in the community that involve the entire family, you know, because I think that's kind of what... Uh, is at the heart of who we are as people, right, in our culture and, and why we are who we are because we are able to come together as, you know, a, 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 as a family and do things together, right? So I, um, I definitely want to highlight the things that are happening and, and hopefully that, you know, other people can see these and take your mom, take your dad, take grandma, grandpa.
1: Leave no one behind.
2: Yeah, my dad has never been to a poetry reading and we hosted our first poetry reading and he was very touched by some of the things, which was pretty cool. But, um, but yeah, that's, she, that's yeah,
1: that's the goal to make sure that everyone's included and leave no one behind and make sure that no matter who you are, even if you don't understand English or you only speak Spanish, it's it's cool because we're gonna let you know that you're not alone and we can express that through like many forms of art, literature, and just mm-hmm. make sure that you get to see that side of that. Maybe you didn't, maybe if they didn't have an education or they you didn't have the time or the opportunities to uh, experience literature or or just any type of art is just, that's what we want to do, and, yeah. So
2: with the inclusivity and stuff like that, that kind of comes to with the idea that R- what RISE is about, but it also comes from uh, personal stuff that has happened to all of us that made us want to do this organization in the first place. Um, I kind of want to introduce how Julieta really wanted to join this. She had to step out for a moment, unfortunately. But I'm here to tell her side of the story and why she... The reasoning, like the story reasoning as to why she wanted to be here and be a part of Rice. So they go to... They travel to Houston quite often. It's somewhere they... Her family? Yeah, her and her family. They always go... Um, mostly in the summers or anytime they have a break. So they're there pretty much a lot of the time. And, but Houston is still in Texas. It's still kind of like, you know.
1: It's not foreign. It's not anything right. no. it's nothing crazy. Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, and they got stuff to do. Everyone's got stuff to do. So she's always going to grocery stores. She's always going to go do run errands because, you know, life goes on. And there's people there at the grocery stores, like cashiers, or maybe just someone walking around down the aisle that when she asks for help, she speaks in English, and a lot of people make fun of her English, and maybe, like, correct her when she mispronounces something, or even though they understand exactly what she's saying, they correct her, they make fun of her, they kind of talk for her, like, if she's trying to find the words in English, they're kind of like, oh, you mean this, right, they're like making her feel less of yeah they put
1: themselves in the position to like though yeah help her out like if she needs it
2: yeah and even though she's trying like she knows what she's doing she knows what she wants to communicate um we're grateful we're like oh that's nice of you right but we don't there's some people that just Mm -hmm. don't need it right and don't just assume that we need help um so yeah julieta has to like be seeing this and she has to like her mom has to be telling her like, oh, you ask for this because you're better in English and blah blah blah. blah. And I feel like that's
1: that shouldn't have to happen. that shouldn't have yeah. to happen. Mm-hmm.
2: You yeah. could talk in your own language and be proud of your own language and be understood. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you would want to be understood.
4: Mm-hmm. I've I've had that experience with my mom too, where she's like, you say it in English for me because I can't, or and mm-hmm. I get so annoyed because I'm like yeah you can like well, obviously they will understand her but you don't have to feel so like the um, sword so insecure. yeah insecure about it like you're n- nothing less than they are mm-hmm, so. And it and it's another experience that I've ha- had to face is that I visit Colorado just like how Julieta goes to Houston mm-hmm. and stuff. And I love talking about Bronzo because I'm like, oh like <laughs> I just love talking about the culture that I have. And so I like talking about it, and I was talking to one of my aunt's friend because that's who I visit, I visit my aunt, and when I talk to her friends, they're like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from Brownsville, Texas, I tell them, I'm like, oh, it's a type of Texas near the border, and one time I was talking to one of her friends, and they were like, oh, is it safe there? Like, oh, what do you mean it's dangerous there, like, it's a city, and I don't know, it made me really angry, I, like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sometimes
1: they treat it like we're in a third world country or something. Like, know. like we're, some, we're like, in a war zone or something.
4: Uh-huh. And it was it was right after I had mentioned that I was right by the border. Yeah. Like right yeah.
5: by the border. And they were like, oh,
4: is it right So there? it's like that stereotype. Or yeah, bridges. that association. Yeah. No. And yeah. I was like, dude, why do you have to think, why do you have to assume that it's a dangerous area? Yeah. It's still the United States. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, it's I not just, like
1: people are like, like crossing over like we're getting attacked every day or something like Like it's just a regular city and we're just we're just living life here like it's Mm -hmm. it's cool here like we're like every
2: other city
5: just like we're every other person
1: just a little cooler
5: yeah Yeah. Yeah. so like (laughs) kind of like raising awareness for our own community is why we are very involved in RISE um so something that has happened to me before and well something that I helped with was when I was doing my homework in a cafe that I usually go to. It's a small town cafe here in Brownsville. And this older woman came in with her daughter and they sat down and they started ordering and they started ordering in Spanish, which is very Mm -hmm. common here. Like Spanish is most of our first language, Mm -hmm. but-
1: And that's some people's only language.
5: Right, like that's very, it's a very common language here in our community. But the waiter didn't speak Spanish. He didn't understand them. And he was trying to let them know, like, oh, I don't speak Spanish. But, like, they didn't understand him. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to step up. And I, was, I asked him, I was like, do you need my help? And he said, yes, please. So I translated, and they got their order and everything. But my problem with that was, in, like, in such an area with, like, a dense population, a dense Hispani- Hispanic population, sorry, mm-hmm. like, why is our language still a barrier?
1: yeah exactly like why why isn't spanish why isn't it like more common like especially here like we're like right next to the board like mostly everyone is mexican Mm -hmm. and people make it seem like it's odd when you don't know spanish i mean when you don't know like when you don't speak english Mm because we're in the united states or whatever like bro you're in south texas like right next to mexico like bro it's weird that you don't know spanish (laughs)
5: Like, this was so, a part of Mexico yeah, like, before it was a part of the United exactly, States. Exactly. Like this is yeah. all this is our like Spanish is part of our culture. Right. Like it's our his Mex Hispanic culture, so it, it just got me really mad that it, there was a language barrier. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I feel like it shouldn't be like a requirement when you're getting hired, but maybe oh do you know like the like so at
5: least understand it? Yeah,
2: understand it.
5: To make others feel comfortable, yeah. know, to yeah. make them know that they're welcome,
7: because
5: mm-hmm. that's what everybody wants to be. They yeah. want to be welcome to anywhere they're going. Mm-hmm. Or even
7: sometimes, like, um, when they're, like, helping you out, if you don't know English, instead of saying it, like, in a nice way, like, oh, hey, like, can you... Like I don't know, do you know a little bit of English, or I don't understand can you? Can I get some money? Like business. try to work it out. And yeah. so it's Yeah, just like, they like automatically tell you, "Why well, don't speak Spanish?" Or they're like, well can you speak English?" Like they don't have a nice way of saying it, and it's
1: like well, especially well. for like families. Like I know, like I used to. Uh, it's before the pandemic. I used to go to Matamoros all the time, which is like the city right next to Brownsville, is, and it's the same thing for them. Like people, families from Matamoros come over to Brownsville, and they go to restaurants, where they go out, like anywhere. It doesn't matter what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So like it's for them who like might only speak Spanish, it's just like, it's not just to like make them feel comfortable or whatever, it's just like normalcy, like it's just, like there isn't anything different about being in the United States. It's obviously like in a different country or whatever, but like you don't have to go out of your way to struggle and whenever you go out to anywhere in public and you have to speak to someone, like it doesn't have to bother you that like, oh, maybe they don't know Spanish. Like it should just be like the status here. Like mm-hmm. people speak Spanish and English, like you're fine. Like right. there's no barrier.
5: And like, there's always like a negative way that these people that don't speak Spanish or don't understand the Spanish, there's a negative way to the to how they react to the people who are trying to communicate with them. So I just I, I guess being part of this organization, we want to make it known that it's not negative, or it's not a bad thing to be proud and speak your language and share about your own community.
6: Also uh, like going with what all of you guys said for me, for example, since I had, like I stated before, I had to cross, I came to the United States when I was 12, mm-hmm. with that I didn't really know much English, and because of that they put me in a program, when I came to school here, they put me in a program called TELPES, mm-hmm. and I have to take it like three times a year since sixth grade to now, it's my senior year, I still have to take it, and I just feel like the thing they're trying to do, I guess... To know if i know english but i'm pretty sure i do know since i'm taking like high level exams in english mm. but what i don't like about like the top is not that's the questions they ask me is they make me feel dumb because the questions are like there's a kid there's an image of a kid running in the playground and they're asking you dumb stuff like where's the kid at or what are the <laughs> colors <laughs> the use? and i feel like i feel let me feel like better about myself like if i don't know english but like I know, I know it, but just because of the, those questions they're asking me, I just feel belated, and I think, yeah. we should, I so, think we shouldn't have to do that.
5: So it's kind of like them pushing on the idea that if you only know Spanish, right. you're not being, you're not able to have I mean, like a higher level of education. Yeah. Or if Spanish was your first language, like in your case, you're not able to have that higher knowledge. And
6: yeah, and every year like. They're the same questions every year. They never change them. So, yeah, even uh, now you're a senior in high school and they're still asking the same things. So. I don't see the point on doing that. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
4: and I, I feel like a lot of classes that we take now, because they're high level, and there's so many kids that have, like, that the majority of what they speak is Spanish, they struggle trying to understand, and a lot of teachers don't really, like, help with that. But, like, they do help when you're like, oh, what is this? And then they explain it. But not as much as, like, they let you do the work in Spanish or anything, you yeah. know what I mean?
1: Like, there's no special treatment yeah. or anything.
4: But, shout out to Ms. Vada, though. Yeah, that's, <laughs> what I mean. that's what I was thinking
2: When about. we were writing our, our written assignment for our high-level IB class, she would allow students to just do the whole thing in Spanish, get their ideas out there in Spanish, and then she'll help them translate it. But she'll want to, like, kind of keep them going with their language. Like, you can do this in Spanish, Spanish do this in Spanish, and then I'll help you.
1: Just because express yourself as much yeah. as you can. It goes yeah. to
5: show that we do have a higher edu, like we have, we are capable of having that higher education that people think we don't. Have. Yeah, like just people, not in English, yeah, like some people. Yeah, like some people only speak
1: Spanish, yes, yeah. but like, we're like really smart. Yeah. Like, yes, exactly. Like, like, like they stand out like they're high students, but like they don't speak English. But that's not like there's nothing wrong with that. They just speak another language, mm-hmm. and it's just like right. doesn't take anything away from them. Like, like maybe even gives them a little more because like give them more credit because like. They, they're in a different country than what they're used to right. and they they have to speak a completely different language So like if they were able to be such a high level student and they don't even know the language like bro, That's that's something to like give them credit for
2: yeah, like like Coleta's mom. She is so smart She is a teacher yeah. and she teaches all these students But it's kind of difficult and for a lot of people to find the words in English But you're so intelligent you're so smart and you have all the Best ideas in Spanish. Mm -hmm. If there could be more people like Rosalina, that would be like you say them in Spanish. We'll help you figure it out. Like you give me all your ideas in Spanish. You do this in Spanish, and we will work together. Encouraging for us to
5: use our
4: native language. Exactly. That reminds me. I don't know why. I I always think of her whenever they bring up like being smart in Spanish. Is Sofia Vergara, Vergara? Mm-hmm. A, yeah. in a modern yeah. family where she's like do you do you even know how smart i am in spanish oh i've seen that and i'm like no because facts like <laughs> <'cause I see laughs> <the slang. laughs> like do you know how smart she is in spanish no because you just think that she doesn't know yeah because exactly. she doesn't know english and it's like and she's made fun of her accent it a definitely. lot yeah. and sometimes so she has smart. to exaggerate it too just to fit the role yeah. And it's like mm. Yeah,
7: so I want to talk about something that, kind of like what Valeria was saying when they're like, oh, isn't it dangerous? Um, I was talking to somebody and they're like, oh, like, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from, I'm from South Texas. I live by the border. And they're like, oh, so are you, are you, and they just stayed quiet. I know what you mean, but I didn't finish, like, the sentence. I wanted them to say it. And I'm like, oh, like, what do you mean? And they're like, are you an immigrant? And I was like, no, I was born here just like you, like, I was, I'm a citizen. And they're like, oh, like, so what about your parents? Did they like cross illegally? And I was like, no, they're also citizens. And they're like, oh, wait, but how are they citizens? And I was like, they went through the same process that every other person has to go through. And it's like sad that people just assume that because we live here, we're immigrants. But like, no, I was born and raised here.
2: And I don't feel it's a question for anybody to be asking in the first place. Like, it's none of your. Ask me about my Christmas. culture. Oh, yeah. you guys do chadrosé, right? I was like, yeah. Let me talk about chadrosé.
5: Yeah. yeah. Boom. Why don't they ask us about the positive things in our Literally, culture? like,
4: oh, yeah. are you? Do you know any narco's
5: or any? And like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: listen, like, I don't. <laughs> <to that>.
1: like, <laughs> it's crazy how we all just <laughs> we just have like our own experiences that like even us like we're in high we're like seniors in high school and we still have to like face like all these things, but. um wrap it up you guys can check out our website for more information and up-to-date list of what we do and what we are doing Um, thank you and we have other episodes and amazing topics to come in the future